Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360, the second hour is here. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live from the 6th and Peabody Studios in downtown Nashville with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and on YouTube at Outkick360 is how to search us there. You can interact with us there on social media. And you can also download the FanDuel app, fanduel.com slash OK360 is the app to go to to place your first bet up to a thousand dollar risk-free bet and also this weekend 30 to 1 odds on either georgia or clemson to win you're just taking the straight money line bet it's a max bonus of 150 dollars so bet five dollars to win 150. you deposit ten dollars as your first time user status you bet five to win 150. again it's got to be your first bet fanduel.com slash ok360 the game is this saturday 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, kickoff time. If you're uh, around the Charlotte area, look for the OutKick and Fox tour bus that will be hitting Charlotte. And that's why it's our bet five win 150 game of the week with FanDuel.com slash OK360. You cannot miss that tour bus. I, I'm here to tell you. That's right. I've seen a mock-up of it. You will not miss it. You will not forget it. Um, headlines. Cam Newton is out in New England. Big surprise cut today. Deadline, by the way, coming up uh, across the NFL. And it just happened uh, where all of the NFL teams have to be at a 53-man roster. Armando Salguero will join us in 15 minutes as we'll go through some of the top headlines. And we will start with Cam Newton, who's out as the starting quarterback, not even keeping and staying around for the backup role. Mac Jones is the starter. And Brian Hoyer's their backup. Cam Newton is a free agent. I think we're all surprised by this because the, the sentiment was, well, Mac Jones is going to be the guy. The question is not if, but when. I don't think many thought that it would be in week one, but last week played a big factor in all of this. He received all the first team reps in the joint practice against the Giants as Cam Newton worked his way back through the unvaccinated protocols that the NFL has in place. Mac Jones, my estimation was probably 500 to 600 throws, reps that he received. There's no way he would have received that many if Cam Newton were taking some of those snaps in practice. And it led to him performing well. Adam Schefter pointed this out this morning on ESPN. Uh, Mac Jones had either eight or nine possessions that he led in the preseason games. They scored on all of them. It was either a field goal or a touchdown pretty, on all of those possessions. And with, whenever he received those reps earlier, last week, it solidified his role, uh, not just as the future, but the future being now. They're comfortable enough in putting the reps with him. And they have a good defense in New England, very underrated year to year, very good defense in New England. Got a lot of people back from uh, taking they, a COVID year off. That's also. right. Yeah, that's right. And they feel, well rested. They feel as though they have a young, uh, healthy, and dynamic run game there as well. So we'll see. Uh, but well, but every, is... every rookie goes through the lumps with the, with the way their division is built and the way the schedule plays out for them. Uh, look, no NFL schedule is easy. 
but as you start to look through, the, especially the first month, month and a half, you see games that with Mac Jones starting, it's hard to pick against them. This is a story that's rightfully about Cam Newton, and that's been the, the focus of what we've talked about with this all day. You know, what does it say about Cam Newton right now in his career? Where does he go next? All of that. Let's also take a minute to talk about Mac Jones, which yeah. you just were hunting, because this is also a great testament to him and what he's done already within that New England offense and the faith they have in him moving forward. And he had the highest QBR of any quarterback uh, in the preseason. And I look, it's preseason. I, I get it. You know, we could say everything about any performance that happens before the regular season starts, say, well, it's preseason. But that's pretty damn good for a guy coming in with not a lot of time uh, to get ready with an offense. And, and Mac Jones came in there and he took it. He was given the opportunity. The COVID absence helped, but he took it. The, I, I think it's a great sign for him. And, and they'll bring him along at the right pace. Also, like Hutton's saying, there can be a defensive run the ball team, which is a big departure. I mean, it was always a Tom Brady team that he could do as much as you needed him to do. Um, on the Cam Newton side, I mean, I think the logical place would be Washington, where Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Washington's a good football team to me. Ron Rivera's really got them going in a good direction. It's former a bad, bad division. That's his former coach. And Marty Herney's there, who was his former GM. The thing is that they gave up on him, right? They, they kind of went, uh, decided to go a different direction. And I'm not remembering it perfectly. Maybe you guys remember it better than I do. But I feel like there was kind of a, yeah, it's time to just be done with this and go a different direction at the end of that. He also was banged up really badly at that point. Shoulder and knee, maybe. And he's certainly in better shape now. But, and I'm not a Cam Newton guy at all, but I think Washington and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is an up and down guy. If you could, and so is Cam Newton at this stage. And if you could get to a point where you could counterbalance them with each other and when Fitzpatrick goes bad get some good out of Newton and then when Newton goes bad go back to Fitzpatrick and you could puzzle piece it which is not ideal NFL football but with their defense and if they can run the ball you could get yourself a division title out of that better than you can out of just Ryan Fitzpatrick that might be a good way for the football team to think Um, the New York Jets traded uh, Chase Herndon to the Vikings. Irv Smith needs surgery. I can't remember if it's a soldier, uh, a, sh- a shoulder, or if it's a knee issue. Uh, but Irv Smith is having surgery. He's going to be out for several weeks. They have traded for Herndon to come in and, and play. Also, interesting cut, the Lions, they have two kickers on the roster. They cut them both. They're going to find another they guy. They cut two veteran kickers in Zane Gonzalez and Randy Bullock. Um, so right now they currently do not have it. They will. They currently do not have a kicker on their roster. Trace McSorley is out as the backup quarterback in Baltimore. He'd been hurt also, right? I, I think he so. Yes. Injured? Uh, Maybe. He, uh, all I know is they've announced him as one of their cuts. So do they have a backup? They do. They had three quarterbacks on their roster. Um, and Virtually for the, everybody does. I cannot remember who that was. Um, Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley is who that is the backup right I mean, now in Baltimore to Lamar backups. Jackson. Irv Smith, by the way, a meniscus injury. So Thank his you. knee yes. was the injury. Strikes me as either hurt a lot or very unproductive for a, a tight end, or Irv Smith. He was productive last year. He's been on some of my fantasy teams and not given me what I needed. Um, other headlines uh, from today, 
looking at some of the Carl Joseph is a is a veteran cut uh, as a safety in, in in Vegas. He former first round pick. He's out. Ha ha Clinton Dix has been cut as well. Uh, those are the veterans that have been uh, out there on the now on the open market uh, officially as free agents. Desmond Trufant. Uh, released by the Chicago Bears today as they finalize their roster. Interesting story. I believe his father passed away like a week or 10 days ago. He left to to deal with family issues or he's ill and hasn't been back. And they just let him let him go. Like wasn't resolved personal issues. Oh, like they told him not to come back? Well, no, they just cut him now. He, he hasn't been back, and I guess he wasn't in their plans after that. I'm eager to see what happens in Arizona yeah, with, Malcolm. with Malcolm Butler, because he's, he's citing a personal issue, and he's contemplating retirement. He was very much in their plans also. Yeah, he's this a is, starter. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely is in their plans, and of course, they play here in Nashville against the Titans in week one. Um, yeah, he's, he's right now their starter at right corner. And he's considering retirement. This is according to, to NFL.com and, and Mike Garofalo. He's, he's signed a one-year deal. Uh, he was released by the Titans earlier this year as a salary cap casualty. He signed a one-year $6 million contract in Arizona. He's gone through camp, and I don't know what the personal issue is behind the scenes, but it's led him to admit that he's contemplating retirement right now on the brink of the season. Well, you hope it's something resolvable for him. Uh, whatever it is, we know him uh, yeah. from from his time here. He's a good guy, um, who I think could still play. Um, and it'd oh, be yeah, a, I agree. a big disappointment for the Cardinals to not have him. He's a feisty guy who, um, you know, will, will take some risks for you out there, but brings some some swagger and some Consistent. attitude that if certain Arizona uh, wants. So, uh, you know, selfishly, I'd like to continue to see him play. I'd like to see him on the field here in Nashville uh, on the twelfth. Um, I, I hope it gets ironed out, and he doesn't have to have to uh, to take that step and, and not play. But I wish, uh, obviously, everybody wishes the best for him and his family, whatever's going on. Uh, Chad, the Steelers have placed quarterback Josh Dobbs on injured reserve. I saw that. Yeah, I don't know. That sucks. Yeah, that's not not great. Well, that means um, he's not coming back. He didn't make the initial fifty-three. So that yeah. bodes well for so Haskins, done. who's been yes, good. Yes, they've gotten good ratings there. Josh Dobbs is one of those guys that it feels like every time you turn over close, in a preseason close, game, close. well, he comes in and he d- does doing something, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then, doing well. but then he's uh, you know Mason Rudolph passes him on the depth chart. Yeah. So whatever's happening in practice is not lining up with what you see from him in games. Yeah, absolutely true. Always good in the preseason. It feels yeah. like. NFL headlines. When we come back with Armando Salguero of Outkick.com. That's next on Outkick 360. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network with Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live here in Music City, 6th and Peabody Studios with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. Pleased to be joined, uh, just like we were last week, by Armando Salguero, who is now the senior NFL columnist and writer for Outkick.com. Armando, thank you so much for joining us on NFL deadline day for the 53-man rosters, at least the initial rosters. Rosters are going to turn over and teams will churn the back end uh, quite a bit over the next several days and weeks as we get into the season. First off, hope you're doing well and what is a big news day across the league? It's a huge news day across the league and of course we all know that 
the bomb was this morning with the Cam Newton getting basically, you know, ushered out in New England, and it's been nonstop ever since. And so, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I was definitely surprised that Cam Newton is not on the New England Patriots, much less uh, their starting quarterback for the 2021 season. What kind of level of appeal do you think he has now? And um, we were connecting dots. Washington makes a lot of sense with Ryan Fitzpatrick being so up and down and with Ron Rivera and Marty Herney there. Absolutely. I would think, and I mentioned in my column at outkick.com, plug, that, of course, that is the, uh, that is the connection that makes the most sense. Look, um, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick as a person. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great leader. I think he gets it as far as being the starting quarterback for a team. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, let's face it, is not your forever starting quarterback. He's a bridge guy. And he's your starting quarterback until you can find someone better. And I think Cam Newton is better. And so I don't understand why that wouldn't be a thing. You can look at the Houston Texans. They, you know, Tyrod Taylor, again, (laughs) you know, a a great guy, a good leader, takes care of the football, but Cam Newton is better. And so those are just off the top of my head places where Cam Newton – would be an upgrade at quarterback in my estimation. Armando, I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I'll see if you agree, that the one storyline with Cam Newton that's not being brought up is the unvaccination status. And as a backup quarterback, if I'm a general manager, whether or not I, I agree with the policy, the policy is the policy. And I need my backup quarterback available to me on a random Saturday in the fall when something could happen, like we see here in Nashville with Ryan Tannehill. If Newton's unvaccinated, that would mean even a a close contact scenario could come up where he's not able to be in my facility. That would factor into my decision for the backup status, not necessarily the starter, but the backup status across the league. Well, it's an issue across the league at all positions, really. Think about this. The NFL mandates and their protocols were adjusted yesterday in conjunction with the NFLPA say that If you want to, as a team, bring in a player because you've got suddenly a roster spot that's open and you need an emergency body to get in there, or if you don't need an emergency body, but you need someone to help your team for that week's game, if you're looking on the waiver wire, if you're looking in free agency, if you're looking to poach someone off of a practice squad, the, the chances of you getting that person, that guy on your team and practicing that week if he's unvaccinated are practically none because the protocols call for unvaccinated players to have five days of negative testing, whereas a vaccinated player has to have one day of negative testing. And on that day, once the test result is known, he can enter the facility. And so the NFL has made it um, one of those situations where you're unvaccinated. It's going to be very hard for you to get a job, especially in season. I talked to a general manager, what was it, last night, and he was telling me, look, I mean, I love the players for their talent, 
And that's what I think about. I think about their age. I think about their injury history. But now I have to think about their vaccination status as well. And I don't like that, but that's just the fact of it. Well, let's go back to last week as an example. Uh, Cam Newton never tested positive for COVID-19, but he was forced to sit out, and that opened the door for Mac Jones to get all of those first-team reps, including a joint practice with the Giants. Do you think last week is what won over Mac Jones over, over Cam Newton, or do you think this was a plan in place from the jump? No, it wasn't a plan in place from the jump. So what you had is Cam Newton made a mistake, and it was Cam's mistake. The New England Patriots released it as a mistake without pointing fingers. It was on Cam, okay? And he had to miss five days, three of those uh, practice days, two of those dual practice days. And on the first of those, the guy that was, you know, the guy that was available, the guy that was on the team and on the field, Mac Jones, he was amazing. He took the moment, grabbed it, and... I mean, I think the stats, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, was something like 35 of 40 throughout that practice. And 218 yards and three touchdowns without an interception. That's the day that I think the New England Patriots saw, you know, the, the epiphany there. And it was, we have a guy that we know is going to be available if he's healthy and he's balling. And we have a guy that we're not sure about if he's going to be available, even when healthy. And he's played well, too, but the other guys played better. And don't don't let that uh, also be uh, ignored. You know, Mac Jones was than Cam Newton this preseason. That damned preseason always gets somebody, Armando. Uh, J.K. Dobbins goes down for Baltimore. Haven't seen a big move from them yet. You suspect they're going to piece it together with Gus Ad Edwards and what they have. Um, and, and we were discussing it. It's, it's kind of a unique team that's not, maybe not as much a plug-and-play running back team because they're so run-reliant. Uh, do, do you think they can survive with what they've got, or do they have to go find somebody? Well, first of all, Gus Edwards is a beast, okay? Uh, so let's just establish that. He is a beast, and I, I saw him play at the University of Miami, and he left the University of Miami and went some I, – I think he went to Rutgers. But great player, I think. If he gets a chance – He's going to do damage. What goes unsaid is that their best runner right now is Lamar Jackson, and their quarterback. And don't be surprised if he's the guy that leads that team in rushing this year. So, yeah, they need some more bodies. They need one more body, and I'm sure they're going to find one at some point. But the running game in Baltimore – it's going to be Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson. So I've been waiting to talk to you about Deshaun Watson uh, and everything going on, rumors that are out there about Deshaun Watson and the Miami Dolphins. Armando, what is the latest? The latest is that the Houston Texans have been shopping him and have been engaging multiple teams, including the Miami Dolphins, including the Carolina Panthers, which are the two teams that Deshaun wants to go to, and in that order, by the way, as I reported on OutKick. And 
uh, no one really wants to step up and pay the Houston Texans asking price because the Houston Texans have a, a, a player who is a great quarterback or a really good quarterback. He's obviously a top 10 player, but he's got 22 civil complaints against him, 10 criminal complaints. There's an FBI investigation. There's a grand jury uh, investigation. And the, the Harris County prosecutor is also investigating. And the Texans are acting like none of that exists and they want a mint for Deshaun Watson. And frankly, uh, you know, NFL teams are just not going to say, okay, you're right, uh, you know, Houston Texans. Let's all suspend reality and go with the player is really good and not worry about all this other stuff over here that is also a fact. There was a report, and Paul, you, you briefly touched on this this morning, that uh, ownership in Miami was really pushing for, for this trade to happen. Yeah, but I saw a headline. Armando, you, you mentioned that, that that's not the case. Not the case. I was told by a Dolphin source this afternoon that Steve Ross, you know, the idea that he is getting involved in football decisions is not accurate. The idea that he doesn't like Tua Tungavailoa, who is the starter for the Dolphins, is not accurate. And so while Steve Ross may have an opinion, he's not driving that bus. He's not, you know, telling guys, I sign your paychecks. Let's go do what I say. That's not the case in Miami right now. I know draft pick-wise, they're set up to make a trade like this if they so choose based on what Houston is asking for in all of these media reports and who knows what they ultimately get. But as a part of this trade, would they trade Tua? Is that, is that a definite in your mind if they trade for Watts and they're trading away Tua? Well, so the other thing that I reported in my OutKick column was that the Texans don't really value Tua as a high, you know, exchange guy. So maybe they trade to a, if it happens, but it probably mm. wouldn't be to the Houston Texans. It, it, you know, it could be to another team and have a three-way situation going on. Uh, but again, the Houston Texans, they want draft picks. They want three first round picks, which think about this, everybody's reporting they want three first-round picks plus. Um, sorry, Houston Texans, you're not getting three first-round picks plus. It's just, it's good to ask, but you're not going to receive. It's easy to find and connect storylines across the league as the NFL kicks off, but what? either way, it's an amazing storyline for week one in New England with Mac Jones against either Tua with the former Crimson Tide quarterbacks going head-to-head -head, and what's a huge year for Tua in Miami or conceivably they trade for Watson and trade away Tua and they've got Watson running that offense and immediately Miami is in the playoff contender slot of that division. There's a great quarterback storyline no matter what happens uh, in this division for week one. It, and you're absolutely right. But here's the, the storyline that the journalists are looking That's the storyline that the journalists are looking at. The storyline that the coaches and the players are looking at is let me explain to you what Mac Jones and Tua Tungavailoa are going to be doing when 
the Dolphins defense and the Patriots defense, respectively, get after them. This is them. And I quote them. (laughs) 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 Because because, uh, those two defenses are more than solid. The Dolphins were number five last year in points allowed. They both look very much alike, and they're both going to come after those very young quarterbacks. It's going to be a jailbreak. And until either of those quarterbacks or both of them prove to the opposing defensive coordinators and their head coaches who are defensive minded guys that they can beat, you know, the blitz, the, the zero blitz, the amoeba defenses that they come up with. That's when it will stop. Otherwise it's going to be quarterback, uh, torture for those young guys. Armando, we're looking at the over-under right now at FanDuel. Over-under 44.5 points for Dolphins-Patriots week one. Yeah, I, I don't see that. Um, <laughs> I understand. The the, yeah, I don't see that. The Patriots, you know, I understand that, you know, they've revamped their tight end room and their offensive line is awesome. And the Dolphins, you know, they upgraded their wide receiver core, and I still don't see that. Jonathan Hutton just made a bet live on air after uh, hearing that. So <laughs> I did. He's, he's all in on that. Um, you've covered a lot of games in Orchard Park, New York, Armando. Am I being overly nostalgic when I talk about the importance of the NFL having a team in western New York? Or is the possibility of them leaving and all this talk about – having to get a new stadium and everything else, is this just part of the NFL cycle where we were saying the same thing about Houston and the importance of a team there? We were saying the same thing at one point about Oakland before they moved to Las Vegas. St. Louis, another great example. Or is there really a a special importance of the Bills staying in Western New York? Yeah, uh, legacy teams are a favorite of mine, okay? And, And we should mention also San Diego. Because it makes no earthly sense to me that Los Angeles has two teams, only one of which it cares about, but San Diego lost the team that it loves. You know, that that just boggles my mind. So the NFL is better when certain cities and certain teams have their teams, obviously. It's better when the Pittsburgh Steelers are good, when the Dallas Cowboys are good. When, you know, the, I think the, the New England Patriots got into that, you know, sort of circuit of late, but they were never that team. The New York, the New York Jets, the New York Giants, the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Rams, not St. Louis Rams. And so call me, call me nostalgic, call me an old guy, but... Buffalo is a place that you got to have a team and to have a team, they better get their stadium situation uh, corrected because I have been to that stadium. I've spent a lot of Sunday afternoons in that stadium. And while it's very inviting from an atmosphere standpoint, it's not a great place to you know visit. It's not the nicest stadium in the NFL by any stretch. And so the Buffalo Bills deserve a great place to play. The Buffalo Bills would do themselves a service if they also helped 
you know, build a great place for them to play because it shouldn't be all on government to fund everything for a billionaire. So uh, count me in as one of those people that believes Buffalo deserves a football team. It's good when they're a good football team. It's good for the NFL. It's fun for me. And all I care about is me, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will <clears throat> co-sign all of that. And I know it's been 20 years. I just think we've got to always kind of put an asterisk on that and say, if the Browns can leave, anybody can leave. Sure. Yeah. And we, we, that cer- is true. we certainly know that uh, teams will cave to these teams, uh, as uh, cities will cave to these teams as well. Jacksonville, for instance, just uh, through their city council voted through another portion of that stadium build or whatever it's going on outside of, uh, of their stadium there in, in Jacksonville. Uh, speaking of Jacksonville, Armando, they trade away Gardner Minshew. They don't want him as their backup for Trevor Lawrence. He's now in Philly. Jalen Hurts had not been named the starter in Philly for whatever reason. They name him the starter today. And they now have Gardner Minshew as their backup. Um, I haven't seen their final cuts. I'm assuming Flacco is still there in, in Philly as well. He was just not a fit watching his style of offense for their style of offense. Minshew fits them a lot better, and Chad has already gone on the record to say he's going to start not one or two, but multiple, a handful of games for Philly before this season is over. What do you think? That may be possible. Uh, In fact, likely. And so, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. But let's be honest with each other. The, The Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback, of the future is in next year's draft. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not on the team this year. Uh, Gardner Minshew, he has great stats for a guy who, you know, hasn't won a lot of games. And I saw somewhere where somebody compared him to, I think, Patrick Mahomes or something like that, <laughs> which made me cackle, first of all. Second of all, the stats are good. But a lot of those stats were compiled in games in which the defense is playing kind of like a prevent in prevent mode because the Jaguars were always trailing. That's number one. And number two, if you actually watch the guy play, there's always two or three throws that define whether a quarterback is good or not, a winner or not. And he invariably misses those throws and so the opportunity to turn a game around to turn momentum to to move it in his team's favor he'll miss it and he'll complete the next four that mean nothing but he'll miss the key throw that is what is the difference between an elite quarterback and a guy and Gardner Minshew God bless him I love him He's a guy. Armando Salguero with us. All of us a part of the OutKick Network here on OutKick 360. Armando, a a pro football Hall of Fame selector, as is Paul Kaharski, who sits to my right on a daily basis. Uh, Chad, I think we've got some swing votes here. I mean, we've got what percentage of the Hall of Fame room of the 48? 4%. 4% of the Hall of Fame voting committee is on the show currently. Let's make something happen together right now. Let's let's, uh, form an alliance. So we've got Armando, the senior committee uh, nominee, the coach nominee and the contributor nominee, Cliff Branch, Dick Vermeil, Art McNally. I've got a question out of Clark Judge's column, which I thought was pretty good. 
Buddy Parker was the runner-up to Tom Flores as the coach nominee last year. And so this year, of course, we get Dick Vermeil. And Ken Riley, <laughs> Ken Riley was the runner-up last year to Drew Pearson. So this year, of course, we get Cliff Branch. There's no system here of guys in line who follow up. And the reason largely is because the nine-member nine subcommittees that do these only five of those people each year are selected to have the meeting and come up with the nominees. Now, it's a little bit cheapness that only five of those people go to Canton, except right now these meetings are happening on Zoom. So shouldn't all nine people be there hashing this out to get to a more fair conclusion? Paul, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, the the process for the contributor and the you know and the coach and I, I I don't like that process. I think it's a very small uh, clicky sample size of opinions. Number one, number two. I think that you know I I kind we have gotten to the point where our selection committee process is almost completely televised. Not completely, but a fair percentage. People know what is being said because it is on television now, and they know um, what the cases and what the case points are. It's not the same for these, you know, smaller categories for the veteran category, all that. I just like transparency, and I like the vast opinions of a, a grander group and not, you know, five or four guys, three of which or whatever number of which were not even on the, on, in the decision-making process last year. Armando Salguero has been our guest. Jameis Winston, the starter in New Orleans. Did it make too much sense that Winston would be the starter and Taysom Hill the backup? Because to me, it's easier to have Taysom Hill come in and run a different version of that offense than it is for Jameis Winston to come off the bench. You, you agree with what they're doing there? Well, I, I don't think they had much of a choice because Jameis was just better. He was Taysom. good, yeah. Ultimately, I think we get caught up in the weeds of what this means. And uh, look, one guy's better. One guy beat the other guy out. That's what happened with Mac Jones and Cam Newton. That's what happens every day. It's a competition. And yes, leadership and retention inside the building and all of that. And who's having lunch with whom uh, <laughs> and them to come along. All of that is considered. But at the end of the day, we have to think who played better. And Jameis Winston outplayed Taysom Hill. I would say this to you. Um, I talked to Bill Parcells, who is kind of like a confidant for Sean Payton. And he called that race two weeks ago or last week. So there's that. But I just sit back and I can't get 30 interceptions out of my head. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I just 30 interceptions. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> uh, 30. <laughs> Uh, Sean Payton may be a genius and a quarterback whisperer and, and whatever. He's going to have to prove it to me this year because uh, 30 interceptions. Just saying. 
30 when Watson, by the way, on a bad Texans team last year threw seven total. I mean, just, just in comparison sake, it's hard to get to 30. It's hard to only throw seven in the league, too. Uh, and, and, hey, we should also point out, Winston took and it not only received really good advice, he took that good advice. He initially signed as a third-string quarterback with Drew Brees as the starter, and now it has paid off to where he's the starter in the league again for a very good quarterback and offensive mind uh, in Sean Payton. And he bet on himself, and it turns out where he gets this opportunity in New Orleans. Yeah, you play for Sean Payton at quarterback, even if you don't play, by the way, <laughs> and if you're just a backup, you're going to succeed somewhere down the road. Yeah. Teddy uh, Bridgewater. Teddy Great, Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. Played a grand total of, what, four games during his time in New Orleans? He's now the starter at Denver, and he was a starter last year for Carolina. And, you know, now we have a rehabilitated um, Jameis Winston who has to get over what? 30 interceptions! <laughs> and don't, uh, let's keep in mind, he's got a 17th game now. More, <laughs> more potential. So that'll be 32 interceptions if he'd be on pace to do that. Oh, man. Yeah, craziness. Uh, Arado, thank you so much. We appreciate the visit. We, we hope to have you on again next week. And uh, big news day. So thank you for taking, carving out the time for us today. It's my pleasure. It's also my job, guys. I know. <laughs> hey, I, we, we make it happen. Appreciate you. Armando Salguero has been our guest. You can read his work at Outkick.com, one of the uh, senior columnists. He's covering the NFL for the site exclusively. Uh, great to have him on board. He will be a weekly guest of ours through the Outkick Network. Coming up, more headlines. We're 15 minutes away from the Tennessee Power Hour, just like that, two hours nearly in the books. Uh, when we come back, we will draw the winner for the Sony and Hertz Audison prize pack. There's still time. We'll be drawing this in about three minutes uh, so go subscribe outkick 360 on youtube is where you can could su subscribe reed's going to scroll through pick a random subscriber they're going to win the sony and hertz audison prize pack over a 2500 dollars value with toyo's clinic you see better and look better if you're ready to enjoy the freedom of not wearing glasses or contact lenses do like i did and visit dr rolando toyos and toyo's clinic the number one lasik provider in tennessee they are also have an office in New York City, and they now offer the latest technology, flapless LASIK. With flapless LASIK, the very next day you can swim, work out, wear makeup. It is so accurate and convenient. Navy SEALs get this procedure. MMA fighters and boxers can go right back into training after this LASIK procedure with flapless LASIK in Toyo's clinic. I was back to hosting the radio show right after my LASIK procedure. A common misconception is that depending on your age, a remedy to upgrade your eyesight isn't always available to you. But with Dr. Rolando Toyos, ages 18 to 88, if you want out of your glasses, Dr. Toyos and Toyos Clinic, they can help you. If you're 50 or older, ask about the refractive lens exchange. You see the number, 800-603-1989, 800-603-1989. Dr. Rolando Toyos helps you see better. Dr. Melissa Toyos can help you look better with smart graft hair restoration. Just ask David Reed. Don't let eyesight and hair growth troubles hold you back. Call the number on your screen, 800-603-1989, 800-603-1989. Dr. Toyos at Toyos Clinic. See better, look better.
Outkick 360 rolls on. Coming up in 10 minutes, the Tennessee Power Hour, the very latest on all of the roster cuts for the Tennessee Titans, including wide receiver and fourth-round pick Des Fitzpatrick. Right now, though, time to draw our winner. David Reed has selected one of the subscribers to the Outkick 360 channel for the Sony and Hertz Audison prize pack. Shout out to Sony and Hertz Audison for the Sony AX3000 car stereo with Apple CarPlay, the Hertz Audison 520-watt amp, the 400-watt powered subbox, and the speaker system. Uh, we've been doing this for the last couple of months. For the subscribers to the channel, you're automatically entered to win. And congratulations to Clayton Graham. Clayton Graham, our subscriber to the YouTube channel, uh, Outkick360, Clayton wins the prize pack over a $2,500 value. Sony and Hertz Audison will be mailing him his prize uh, as soon as we reach out and get all of that information uh, that David has uh, selected and sent to us. So congratulations, Clayton, and there will be more prizes to come to the YouTube channel for subscribers. So go subscribe to the channel, search out Outkick360, subscribe, and then ring that bell, the alert button, so you know we go live each and every day. What's the new time, Chad? 2 to 5 p.m. Central, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. By the way, our subscription's on YouTube now up over 2,600. Let's get that thing above 3,000 in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Keep it going. We have some uh, really cool prizes we're going to be handing out there in the, the coming days on that. Uh, so be tuned in for that. We are headed to Knoxville on Thursday and Friday. Special shows as we kick off the college football season. Uh, the Outkick Tour, the Tailgate Tour gets underway. Uh, really looking forward to that. And looking forward to being at Uptown Sports Bar and Grill uh, prior to, during, and after the game. You can come hang out there. We've got live music, merchandise. We're going to have an Outkick VIP area. There's going to be special guests that will be swinging by and joining us live. Outkick 360 will be live in Knoxville on Thursday from 3 to 6 Eastern. Same deal on Friday from 3 to 6 Eastern. We have 500 shirts to give away at that event. Put that back up there, if you would, please. That graphic so everyone can see this beautiful that's graphic that's been shirts. made. There it is. 500 shirts to give away. 500. If you give $25 or more to the Waverly football team for their flood relief, you're going to get a shirt. If you give $50 or more to the Waverly football team, you're going to get a wristband that will get you VIP access to the after party that includes free drinks at the after party. This is a big time event. We're going to have a great time. 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern in Knoxville, 2 to 5 Central. We're going to have special guests on throughout the day, including Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, also known as Kane from WWE, who will be swinging by, among other guests. going to be a big time. Come join us. If you're a Tennessee fan going to that game, please stop by Uptown Bar and Grill before the game and after and join us for a great time. Well, and shout out to mid, uh, the, the yesterday we, we received an email from Carlos um, who emailed in to say he could not make it to the, the OutKick VIP party in Knoxville but he wanted to make sure that uh, someone was able to get a wristband that otherwise wouldn't be able to donate to the Waverly football team. So Carlos sent us the receipt on Venmo of his donation uh, to the head coach at Waverly. And he has effectively paid for someone to get in nice. to the Outkick 360 uh, VIP area uh, on Thursday or Friday, for that matter, for the events that we're going to be doing in Knoxville. So thank you, Carlos. Thank you for being a season ticket holder. 
and uh, we certainly look forward to seeing you at one of the upcoming events. You've now properly alerted someone to freeload off of Carlos and get that wristband and come see us Thursday night in Knoxville. Also a special shout out and thank you to my aunt, Mitzi Anderson, who mailed me $100. Thank you, Mitzi. She is a Humphreys County former resident, uh, lived in Waverly. She now lives in Pegram, and she wanted to help out the Waverly football team. So she mailed me $100 cash, and that was the beginning of the donations. Uh, cash donations only on Thursday. So big thanks to Mitzi. She wanted nothing in return. She just wanted to help, so she mailed me a $100 bill, and that will go into our uh, flood relief efforts for Waverly football. That's awesome. Coming up, the Tennessee Power Hour. We are live from 6th and Peabody with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. Uh, a lot to discuss with the Titans roster cuts to get to 53. Cuts are out. We have the details and we have thoughts on Des Fitzpatrick being a fourth round cut for the Titans. Uh, they are throwing him out to the waiver wire immediately, not waiting. We'll give you a reason why they could have waited based on the COVID-19 reserve list and what that means for roster spots 53 through 60 right now and we'll, we'll dissect it uh, as the Titans are able to keep a couple of extra players because of those other players including Ryan Tannehill who remain on the reserve list that's all straight ahead that's where we'll start on the Tennessee Power Hour on Outkick 360. Hey it's Jonathan Hutton thanks for listening to Outkick 360 be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day and give us five stars it helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.